Hey, welcome to the Coach Bo Knows Podcast in the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studio. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bo Knows Show is our handle. Uh, check us out on Facebook, our Facebook page. You can search Coach Bo Knows Show. You can also email us at coachbonosshow at gmail.com. This is episode 8.0, my interview with uh, Brandon Bennett. I think you'll enjoy this one. Before we get too far into it this week, though, we got a big week here on the Studio Soapbox Network as we officially launch our new weekday lineup. Uh, you begin Mondays here with the Coach Bono's podcast. You listen to it right now. Uh, I'll be here on Mondays getting us started. Tuesday, we got the debut of our newest show, Raw Tools, with former Tulsa sports anchor Luke Slaba. On Wednesdays, you can check out Let's Go Racing with NASCAR driver David Starr. And then Thursdays, you have a Jones Report with Tyler Jones and Thomas Bridges, the godfather of the uh, Studio Soapbox Network, Tyler Jones. And then rounding out the week will be the Point Five podcast. Come back for us and our Point Fives. So rounding out the week. Studio Soapbox gets you covered all week long now. So rate, review, subscribe to all five pods. They're really great. We're looking forward to it as a group to having all of us and having something, a little something for you each day of the week. So enjoy. You can check out all the pods. They're all available right now. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast, you'll find them. So we got that out of the way now. A little bit of an advertisement there for all of us here at Studio Soapbox. But uh, this week we got a really fun interview. So uh, Brandon Bennett. Brandon Bennett is the uh, was named the ultimate. Elvis Presley tribute artist by Elvis Presley Enterprises. He's made numerous TV show appearances. He's famously played Elvis Presley for five years on the Chicago production of the Tony Award-winning Million Dollar Quartet. Uh, Brandon's gonna have, got a great story. He's been doing Elvis his way, or as he says, Brandon Bennett, it's Elvis my way. And it is a great deal. He has got a great show. I hope you check him out. Uh, but you'll enjoy this interview. Uh, he's also my cousin, which is another cool thing about it. I've gotten to see see Brandon perform a few times, and he never, ever lets us down. He's, he's always bringing it. So uh, hang loose, enjoy this interview, and we'll see you on the flip side. Hey, welcome back. Hey, I've got, uh, this is a really fun treat for me. So this is, I got Brandon Bennett, and if you don't know Brandon, uh, Brandon is a, I guess, best way to call it an Elvis tribute artist. Yeah. Uh, I like to say he's the best in the world at what he does because he really is truly the best at this. And uh, a little full disclosure, Brandon's also my cousin. And, <laughs> um, and we've known each other obviously all his life. I'm the older one. Um, so I've known Brandon literally his whole life. And, and I will tell you that you will never see someone who does Elvis and does it as well as Brandon does. Uh, we're going to get to it at the end. We're going to share the website, all that stuff. So if you're listening, you want to know more, we're able to show you how to get there. But hey, Brandon, thanks for coming on. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah this is fun. So we were talking a little bit before we start recording and you kind of get an idea where we want to go. So, hey, tell me about and tell our listeners about um, what you like, what your show is. Uh, it's a little different. It's not an Elvis impersonation. It's a tribute and it's really Kind of your take on Elvis Presley. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, my, my show is called Elvis My Way. And uh, 
I, I decided to title it that. Of course, Elvis sang the song My Way, which is a Frank Sinatra song. And um, But I, I decided to use that title because it is me doing Elvis my way. And not that I, I try to change what Elvis did, but just giving it as uh, from my perspective and, and rather than pretending to be Elvis while I'm on stage, I'm, I'm myself. I, you know, I, I, I don't pretend to be him, but I tell stories uh, about song, songs that I'm connected with, you know, that I have a personal story with, or uh, I've had the pleasure of working with people that worked with Elvis that have told me some stories and I connect that with some songs and, and uh, kind of, you know, just tell it, it, it's, it, it tells some stories about my life and, and, and all of that through the show. So it's a little kind of a storyline through it and yeah. goes from the fifties all the way through the seventies. And yeah. yeah. Now you've been doing this for how long now you've been doing it. I mean, for a while. Yeah. Well, uh, if, if we don't subtract the COVID years, <laughs> <laughs> be, uh, be heading into uh, year 22. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the two decades. I mean, have you had a longer career than all this almost now? Well, I guess, uh, let's see, he started 50, 54, 77. So what's that, 20, 23 years? So You're getting close. I'm, right, I'm getting close. You're getting yeah. close. That's kind of like I saw over the old uh, uh, Vegas vacation movie where the guys at the Beatles, <laughs> and the lady girl says to them, have you been together longer than the real Beatles? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've had the pleasure of seeing your show. I, you're, you're incredible. And uh You've got followers. I mean, I've seen women go crazy when they see you up there. Uh, but it's it, it really is just kind of this classic. You you have this great voice and this great way on stage, and you're a great entertainer. How did this get started? How did you get started doing this? Well, anybody who and I know you you know this as well, but anybody who knew me as a kid would never think that I would be on stage doing what I do. And um, you know, I. I guess when I was a teenager, I started having people tell me they thought I looked like Elvis. And, um, and my mom was the first one, obviously, but uh, I, I didn't think much of it until one of my best friends told me when I was a, a junior in high school, first couple of days of school, he's like, man, I saw this thing on Elvis over the summer. And all I could think about was you. It looked just like you, you know? And I was like, hmm, interesting. So uh, I did, uh, we we're going to have a, a sock hop at school. The drama club was put on a sock hop. And the drama teacher said, hey, I want you to come dressed as a young Elvis. So I did. And at the end, when it was just a few people left, that were my close friends. They ended up getting me to sing along with Elvis and, and dance to a song, which I had never sang in front of anybody outside of my parents and maybe my grandparents before, really. And um, so I didn't really think much of it, but my friends were, you know, like, oh, that's great. That was great. And so I'm like, oh, okay, you're my friends. You think you're going to be nice to me, right? And so uh, the next uh, the next week, I was sitting in history class, and the choir teacher came and got me out of the class. And he said, look, uh, Miss, Miss uh, I can't remember her name now, shame on me. Miss Butler says, you can sing. Um, you can come with me to the choir room. So he takes me in there, vocalizes the piano. He's like, you're in choir. I'm like, yeah. Okay. This is the middle of the year, you know, I can't get into choir. So I had to go what they call lunch bunch, which means I couldn't go eat lunch. I had to go to the choir room for my lunch period. <laughs> so I did that for that year. And then I got in the choir and then it was like, okay, every ensemble we have, you're singing the Christmas ensemble, you're singing blue Christmas, you know? And, yep. um, and so after high school, it started to snowball. And before I knew it, like, I mean, I was going to college and I was like, I think I'm going to stop this college thing and go see what this is all about. Just, I was tired of school. And yeah. that was 20, one years ago, you know, yeah. so. Uh, now, 
what was the big thing that kind of told you, hey, I can do this? Well, I I don't know. I, I really, I remember the first time that I was going to do it really on stage in front of me. It was a talent show in high school and I was scared to death. Uh, when the music started, I was standing in the wing and one of my friends was standing there with me and I was just, I was shaking and kind of pacing and like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. And he shoved me out on stage. And if you look at the video of it, it's almost like, you know, Elvis came out on stage and he would put his hands out like this and he'd kind of, Okay. And I came out and I, my hands were like, I like this. And I was just like running across the stage because I was so scared. <laughs> but I remember at some point I, I was like in the middle of the first part of the song I was singing. And the the, the stage got this rush of, you know, kids my age. Yeah. And I was like, oh, people do like, because I think in my, you know, as a teenager in high school, you think, oh, this, they're going to think I'm weird. Like this guy's yeah. not, you know, nobody knows who Elvis is, you know, like, but I, I was accepted i guess you would say and so yeah. after that point i was like oh well maybe i can maybe i can do this you know and yeah. it kind of helped me break that wall and get a little confidence and and uh so i just started i started doing my homework you know and and my dad has a good friend who loves jerry lee lewis and he can't play piano but if he listens to a jerry lee lewis song this guy will do his hands yeah. and he'll, 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 everybody he'll, does that when you listen yeah. to jerry lee lewis. And, and my dad's like the fire everybody yeah there. My dad's like, he wouldn't know that he didn't know how to play piano because it's like, it looks like he knows every note he's supposed to hit. He's like, but that's all he listens to. He said, so if you want to sound like Elvis, you got to listen to Elvis all the time. Nothing else. Just listen to it over and over and over. And so that's what I did. And a matter of fact, the first, the first song, the first talent show that I was going to, or the second talent show I was going to do, then the following year, uh, I picked, well, for whatever reason, I picked Elvis's version of Johnny Be Good. And my two best friends rode to school with me every day i had my license they didn't and so they rode to and from school with me every day and i made them listen to johnny be good on repeat to and from school for like a month and a half you know leading <laughs> up to the <laughs> and then like two days before the talent show i changed the song that i was gonna do <laughs> do johnny be good so my, my best friend still gives me a lot of grief for that you know he's like i can do johnny be good as good as you you know so anyway i, I think it just I, I tell people that that this career chose me because I would have never thought that I could do what I do. You know, uh, I, and the only time, and I still don't know, I used to go to Branson once in a while with my grandparents on vacation. And this one particular time it was my grandparents, my aunt, my dad, my mom, were all in this van that my grandpa had borrowed from his, one of his friends. And we went and saw the legends in concert uh, tribute show. And it was all different tribute artists and they had an Elvis in there. Yeah. And it was around the time everybody was telling me thought I looked like Elvis and all that. And, I think it was before I had done any of this contest stuff that I was talking about. Yeah. And um, we're riding back in the van. I don't know, out of the blue, I remember I was sitting in the back seat and I just went, you know, I think I could do that. And the entire car busted out laughing because I was a shy kid, you know? I mean, yeah. I didn't do, I, I like literally looked at the ground when I was walking down the hall at school because I didn't want to make eye contact. They wanted to, I was scared to death. And I still to this day don't know why I said that. I don't know why I thought, I could do it, but anyway, it happened. I mean, uh, and it's, and it's, uh, I'm certainly, I still have a little bit of shy tendencies, but it, it definitely brought me out of that. You know, it, okay. interesting how I, life works. I love the way you said that your, your the career chose you. So, uh, Hey, speaking of your shyness. So did you, you were just saying has performing helped you with that over time? Yeah. I mean, and I think at first, 
even though, like I said, I wanted myself to be on stage and I, I felt that way because, but I, and I didn't understand why I could get on stage and do that because for a long time, I was still a shy person off stage, you know, very, very shy, but I could get on stage and do this. And, and it wasn't until years later that I realized I was kind of cloaking myself in, in the character a little bit. So it was like, I can do this because people are not looking at me. They're looking at Elvis, you know, it wasn't a judgment against me necessarily or, you yeah. know, because, because I still, I don't understand how people who are uh, comedians or songwriters and they get on stage. I have so much respect for somebody who can just put out their material for the first time and to see how people are going to take it. And if it's, you know, certainly not everything they put out is, raved about you know and how do you yeah. take that criticism if something that you put your your heart into is just hated you know or, yeah. <laughs> or doesn't work you know um but anyway so I, I and at some point i don't know how this happened but it got to where i wasn't hiding behind that cloak anymore you know i become confident enough in what i was doing but i think in the beginning that's what got me through it i was i wasn't being me necessarily yeah. I, was, I had you know let me ask. Let's go. Let's go that way for a second here. Um, when did you know that you could not? You weren't going to hide behind that cloak because your show has evolved now to where it's not, you know, you being Elvis for lack of a better term, but now it is your way. Um, what kind of was there a, a, a was there a, a flip of the switch or was it just at some point you said, "Hey, I'm not this shy anymore," or? Um, how did you move out of the cloak of that, as you put it, to doing this your way and being a little more comfortable in your skin that way? I think it just came with with time and, you know, having um, more belief in yourself and your, in your abilities and, or in myself and my abilities. And, you know, just just that confidence that builds whenever you you've done something for a while and, you know, you know, you can do it. You know, you're good at it with, you know, um, and. I think that's that allowed me to to realize, hey, you know, I this is I'm 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 pretty good at this. I think I can, you know. Um, but I don't know that it was something that was conscious. You know, it just kind of okay. evolved. You know, yeah. that it just kind of evolved in what you and how you're doing now. So, yeah. um, let me ask you too: When you go on stage now, are you still nervous? Oh yeah, yeah, because it's not for the same reasons. It's yeah. it's because you know, people come and they, they pay money to see you and um, it, it, you, you want to make sure you give them a good show and, you you know, you don't want anything to like. Now, I've, I've, something that I learned over the years is mistakes happen, you know, and no matter how long you've been playing together with a band or, or how many times you've sang a song. And I mean, there can be a song that I've done, you know, countless amount of times. And for whatever reason, in the middle of the song, there'll be like a guitar solo and it's my turn to sing again. And all of a sudden the lyrics aren't there. Like what, what is the next word? You know, I've done this song 2000 times. Where is this word at? You know? Um, but when you make a mistake on stage, it adds to everything being real. You know, people appreciate it. They enjoy seeing a mistake. It's, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's, and they think it's like, they think they, they, they feel like they get something special from it too. Cause it's like, Oh, he messed up right there. That was, that was, that was great. You know? Yeah. So it, it's, though I, I want to give a good show and make sure I don't make any mistakes. It is, it's a little bit of a relief knowing like, if I do mess up, everybody's going to be okay with it. You know, as long as you yeah. laugh it off. Cause that's, that was one thing Elvis was great about. And one thing that's great about 
paying tribute to Elvis is that he did, he messed up himself a lot, but he just laughed it off. He kind of made a joke about it, you know, and yeah. you see him grin on stage. Like, yeah, I know I messed up there, you know? And so you can, I, I can use that, you know, that's part of yeah. the, the tools. So it all works. That's cool. Um, what's your, all right. So I'm going to ask a couple of going this way here for a second. Um, right. You have a most embarrassing moment or one of those moments like you were just kind of saying it, like you just blank on a word, <laughs> something like that. I probably, I probably I don't have one you're willing to share. I probably have a couple of them, but <laughs> this has happened more than once, actually. So I try to be mindful of this, but there's a couple of times I've gone on stage and I've done like the first song or two. And, you know, you can see a few people in like the front row kind of snickering about something. And, and I've, you know, well, for a long time, I've gotten to the point where I, I can, I, they call it the fourth wall. When I break that fourth wall and talk to the people, you know, and say, well, you know, it's so funny down there. And they're just kind of like, <laughs> people yeah. can't see so like, zippers oh, now. <laughs> you know my fly's been open for 10 15 minutes of the show it's like ah. <laughs> oh that's yeah. And, <laughs> yeah yeah uh when i did this is probably the most embarrassing moment though i had a a, a christmas show one time and i did a, a version of frosty the snowman which elvis didn't do we did a harry connick's version of it <clears throat> and I forgot the words to Frosty the Snowman, and oh, I couldn't. I could not. I mean, I wouldn't know Frosty the Snowman if you if you paid me. <laughs> well, I, I just had, had to go back. And I just had. I just had to keep singing the part we would all know. You know, Frosty the Snowman. I just had to keep kind of going through that over and over again. And finally, I was like, we gotta cut this off. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. Tell me about your band. <laughs> Well, um, my uh, my band now that I've, I've been working with for oh gosh, I guess probably about eight year, eight eight or nine years or so. I had I had a band previously um, for about twelve years, and then I well, you know this. So I worked in Chicago for about five and a half years with Million Dollar Quartet, and so when I left here to go do that, that that band kind of broke up. And then when I got finished Million Dollar Quartet, I uh, I started working with these guys and. Um, Anyway, they're from Nashville, and the, the leader of the band is uh, he's a drummer. His name is David Fontana, and he's the son of Elvis's first drummer, DJ Fontana, who was from Shreveport. Okay. Um, so uh, it's kind of cool to, to uh, well, David, David's got some stories from when he was a kid, you know, and he, he, uh, he grew up being around Elvis a little bit. And um, I could tell you that the story about, um, to, and this would explain how the show kind of goes too, but yeah. with, with storytelling. So uh, David was like five years old and he went with his parents to Graceland and uh, he was sitting on his mom's lap and on her knee there. And, and Elvis came in the room and he was trying to get David to talk to him and, and David wouldn't say a word. And Elvis would say, you know, who am I? And what's my name? Stuff like that. And, and David wouldn't say a peep. And finally Elvis, Elvis said, uh, what do your parents call me? <laughs> and, and without skipping a beat, David just blurted out, son of a, and <laughs> <laughs> His mom said she, she was mortified. You know, she didn't know where he, they had never said that, but where he got that from, but, but Elvis thought it was hilarious. And he, you know, fell on the floor laughing and, you know, made it, made David repeat that every time somebody new would come in the room for like the next half an hour. Yeah. And when he got finished with that, he, he told David he could go pick out any little stuffed animal that he saw because he had all these stuffed animals that the fans had sent him. And, and David went and picked out the stuffed animal, still has it. And, and so then we do the song Teddy Bear because, yeah, it's all teddy bears. So that, that, it's uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. 
That's great. He's called him a son of a bitch. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can cuss on here. It's okay. There's okay. No, I didn't we know. just won't drop MFs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Samuel L. Jackson can if he ever comes on. Keep it clean otherwise. No, but you're fine. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a great way of putting it. So do you tell that story when you're on the stage like that? Yeah, right? yeah, I do. I I'm I introduce David to the audience and then I tell him, you know, the story about it that's connected all, you know, to that song. And then, um, of course, they know what song I'm talking about at that point, you know, and I'm yeah. just like, if you tell me the song, we'll do it for you. And then the audience, ah, teddy bear. And then we do it. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what's uh, been like your favorite moment or most special moment you've had on stage? Wow, that's that's a really good question that I don't know that I have an answer to. Um, I mean, it, just because I feel like there's been so many, and I, I probably I don't know. I every year I go to Tupelo, Mississippi, where Elvis was born. Um, they have an Elvis festival there every year, and I've been I've been going there since uh, 2006. Um, every June. And there's been a few moments there. Um, one of them in particular is uh, Can't Falling in Love is, you know, Elvis song from Blue Hawaii. Yeah. And uh, my youngest that, you know, passed away when he was two, I used to sing that song to him, put him to sleep. He was, he never wanted to go to sleep. He was terrible about it. So I, I kind of tell that story on stage and, um, you know, tell people why the song is special to me. Because I, I think music is very, uh, therapeutic I think it's 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 one of the most powerful things that we can experience in our lifetime here I mean what else besides music can you know you, there's a song you haven't heard for 20 years and you hear it and if there's something that you have connected to it a memory or you know something it's instantaneous you feel that you're you can close your eyes and see you know the things that are around it yeah and music brings people together you know it, it it's I'll tell us when we have our show and there's, you know, 1200 people sitting there like we're all here right now because of one man's music together, you know, enjoying this. And I, I think that's just extremely powerful. You know, and every time I sing this song, it's a fond memory for me with my little boy and something that just warms my heart. You know, it actually, it's, it makes me feel better, you know, to, to do it and to tell a story, you know, a little bit about it. And so I, I, um, that my daughter, Josie, she's, uh, she got on stage with me in Tupelo one year and, and sang that song with me. Um, and just, it was just very special for both of us. And, uh, and then recently last weekend, my next to youngest, uh, he's eight, just turned eight, Levi, he had never has expressed anything about getting on stage with me before, but he told me he wanted to get on stage with me and sing the song. And he is a lot like me, looks like I did at that age, you know, just into the same kind of things I'm in. He and I are like peas and carrots, you know, <laughs> just, uh, and uh, so anyway, he, he came on stage. Well, I called him out on stage and I didn't, I didn't know if he would really do it, you know, but when he came out, there's 1200 people sitting out there. He walks out on stage and the, and the audience applauds and he just goes, and <laughs> walks so out. Yeah, he walks out, he gets to the microphone, and he's, you know, he's he's not acting afraid, but he turns to me and he says, Dad, I'm scared. And I just said over the microphone, I just said, you don't have to be scared, buddy. These people love you already. And they applauded, and and I guess he relaxed into it. The, the song started, we did the song, 
And when it was all done, he, I, I got down on my knees to sing the song with him. And so I hugged him and I said, you know, tell him thank you. And he just got on the mic and said, thank you. And backed up and did one of these like behind his back bows, you know, <laughs> and like waved as he went off. And I had to turn around because I was just. You know? <laughs> He's a natural so, showman already. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So those two moments, I guess, one that's been a few years back and then, and then this one that just happened recently, they're just sharing those, those moments on stage with my kids, you know, that's, that's that was really, really special. Cool. That's awesome. Um, so where are you, where are you going from here? What do you, what, what do you, where do you see the, the, I don't want to call it the act, but your show or what your, yeah. your career, where do you see it going from here? Well, I, I hope that things are going to pick back up as they once were, you know, now that, that we're starting to see the other side of the fence here with all the COVID stuff and, and things are starting to, you know, work is starting to come back in. So, um, you know, I, t- I toured all over the United States and Canada and even been over, um, so I've been to Russia, I've been to Japan, been to China. Um, uh, and, and I hope that, um, you know, we get back to some form of where we were before. I think there's a lot of things that will never be what they once were, but, you know, something where people feel confident enough again to, to be able to go and see live music like they used to, you know? So I see, I see that coming. I've got some, some dates on, on the books, obviously, uh, or thankfully. And, and, uh, so just hoping that picks back up. If not, I'm going to start driving a record. You know, that's <laughs> Bennett's towing <laughs> down the street here. My that, dad's yeah. company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's plug Bennett's towing while we're on here. <laughs> um, hey, um, you did million dollar quartet Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long were you doing Million Dollar Quartet? You were on there as Elvis for how long? I was there for five and a half years. Yeah, till it closed. You see yourself going back to something like that at some point? Would you like to? You know, I would love to. I that was one of the my favorite times of my life. I loved living in Chicago. I I loved doing that show. I worked with a lot of great people, a lot of talented people, but just really good people. You know, easy to get along with. We had a great cast, and um, it was just. It, very special time in my life. And if I, if I had the opportunity to do something like that again, under those similar circumstances, I would jump on it in a heartbeat. Um, you know, I I know it's not always that case with any profession where you get to work with a large group of people and you don't have anybody who's really a jerk, you know? (laughs) So for those who are unfamiliar, talk about what, what, what is million dollar quartet? So Million Dollar Quartet is a show, it was a Broadway musical that was based off of a one night event in 1956 where uh, Elvis, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Carl Perkins, who who wrote Blue Suede Shoes and actually recorded it first, um, they were all together at Sun Records in Memphis. And that that was uh, where they all got started. Elvis had already left there and been bought out by RCA um, but Johnny Cash was, was still an artist on Sun, and uh, so was Carl. And Jerry Lee was a nobody. He was a studio musician. He was just hired on to play piano on a, a Carl Perkins uh, recording session, which is what they, the two of them were doing there. And Johnny Cash stopped by to pick up a, a check from Sam Phillips, who owned Sun Records. And Elvis was in town visiting, and so Sam got on the phone and said, hey, get by here. All the guys are here. You know? And so Elvis came by with this lady that – he had just met, he had asked this uh, this um, uh, Las Vegas showgirl to come with him to Memphis and she turned him down. So then he just asked this girl that he had just met and they drove across the country to 
to uh, to visit home and so it was them there so in the show there's a girl character but she's represented as elvis's girlfriend but they didn't really know each other that well it was just okay. just a friend so anyway it's about that evening um there was a, there's a recording made of it sam phillips was a smart guy and he hit the record button while the guys were in there forcing around and i don't i don't think they knew they were being recorded it's a very you know impromptu thing they're telling stories telling jokes playing pieces of songs laughing about stuff and it's really funny to listen to uh, to that and um and then they sam called the paper and said hey come by here snap photo i got my guys here so the guy snapped this photo and the next the headline on the paper the next day was million dollar quartet jerry lee elvis johnny cash and carl perkins so the show million dollar quartet is it's about kind of a, a bird's eye view of that night yeah you sit out there and you kind of yeah. like you're there you know that's cool yeah yeah it's it, it's pretty fantastic you guys were great and you were you were you were really wonderful so i'm glad you got it's cool to have that opportunity i i like to say you're the famous person in the family so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh hey we're gonna get out of here in a couple of seconds but i got a couple of questions for you so all right of uh, uh, we'll come back to everything in the end here, but uh, these are just kind of if or or questions. These are just, you know, so a little background, you know, I'm here in Kansas and Kansas, outside of Kansas City. You're down in Louisiana. So yeah. I grew up down there, but then, you know, you move up to the Midwest and things kind of get different. So this is sort of Midwest versus the South. And okay. kind of which, what's what? All right. All right. You can choose French fries or onion rings. Oh, gosh. Depends on my mood, but I'm an onion ring guy. I like onion rings. I am an onion ring guy as well. Okay. All right. Biscuits or cornbread? Well, these are tough, man. Yeah. Uh, cornbread. See, we, I knew we'd agree on that one. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Yeah. Batman or Superman? Batman. Well, we are on the same page here, brother. <laughs> all, right, all right, one more here. This was not yes or no. This, this is just yes or no. Right. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. <laughs> That's our first disagreement. That's all right. That's all right. To be right. fair, it's been a long time since I've seen it, and I feel like I was really young, so I don't know if I remember enough about it to give you a good answer. It's a Christmas movie because it takes place on Christmas Eve. Ah, we'll see if, if I had remembered that, I probably would have said Christmas. Movie. I always say that Christmas doesn't start until I get to watch Hans Gruber fall out of the back of the <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. Uh, I'm going to get you a little bit of trouble here on this one. All right. Because I, I know who you're dating now, but uh, um, who, what, who's your celebrity crush? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she knows this. <laughs> J-Lo. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. We won't disclose any more information. <laughs> um, okay. These three I ask everybody who's on the show. So right. um, now I already think you're the best in the world at something, but uh, if you could be the best at any one thing, what would it be? Can't hmm. say Elvis Tribute Arms because you already are the best at that. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is what I try to be. And I think what we all do, you, you know, you're a dad too, but I mean, I, if I could just say the best thing, I'd want to be the best dad because I, I, that's what I care about the most. You know, I want my kids to. Well, you're a pretty you damn know. good one already. So, <laughs> well, Thanks man. Yeah. All right. Uh, two last ones here. Uh, what celebrity would you want as a best friend? 
Someone you got to deal with all the time. Oh, talk to them all the time. You got to deal with the good and the bad. What celebrity would you want as a best friend? You know, I, I, something about Blake Shelton makes me want to hang out with him and just like, I just think, <clears throat> you know, he's one of those guys that you, what you see is what you get. And, you know, I just, you know. Good answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. Last one. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Ooh. Hmm. An actual superpower, like one like an actual superhero has. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I guess I'd love to fly, but that doesn't really go along with me picking Batman, does it? Yeah. But, so, yeah, but, Bat, but Batman doesn't have superpowers. No, which if I, you recall in the last movie, you know, when, they, when the Flash asked Bruce Wayne, what's your superpower? He says, I'm rich. Okay, because that is that considered a superpower? Because I'll choose that. Would be mine. I choose that. What I'd ask for. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. I'll I'll choose that. (laughs) Ab, um, how can if people want to learn more about your show and what you're doing and where they can find you and see you, where can we find you at? Probably the best place. I have a website, elvismyway.com, but I'm a terrible businessman and I don't update it like I should. Uh, so we're going to share that in the show notes anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so probably uh, my Facebook uh, is uh, okay. the real Brandon Bennett is how you can look it up, I think, or at Brandon Bennett Live, I think is another way you can find it. But uh, I will find it. I will get it in the show notes so people can find you on there, contact you. Awesome. See where you're performing, book you, whatever they want to do, get you out there. Beautiful. So, thank you. Hey, Brandon, thank you so much. Man. I appreciate it. Man, you helped me have a little bit of a jam. I had a cancellation this week. And so I was like, oh, no, I got to get something out for Monday. And man, <laughs> you call your cousin and your cousin, man, he takes care of you, man. That's so awesome. I had a great yeah, time. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Thank you, man. So thank you. I appreciate it. We'll have to chat. We'll chat soon. Yeah. Hey, huge thanks to Brandon Bennett for joining us today on the Coach Bono Show. Um, Brandon is awesome. I don't know if you get the chance to watch his show in person, definitely go. Um, check him out. You can check him out live. His uh, website is ElvisMyWay.com. Search for, if you go on Facebook, check out his Facebook page. You update that's quite a bit. It is B Bennett Live. Bennett is two N's, two T's. So B B E N N E T T Live. Uh, on Facebook, and you'll find his find out where he's going to be appearing and everything Elvis my way from Brandon. Another great place if you're online, you want to check out his performance, how it's so unique. Go to YouTube and search out for the Mississippi Music Project, and you'll see a number of videos of Brandon's performances over the years. His most recent couple are up there, as well as from from years back. It's just outstanding. It's a really unique take on. You'll see the evolution as we talked about. Uh, what did I learn today from from uh, Brandon? You know, Brandon's taught me a little bit. The big thing is belief in yourself. You know, he talked a little bit about being being shy and getting on stage was something that helped him get through that shyness. I know we all have, you know, lapses in confidence, and I think that's something that Brandon really showed that you're getting on stage and keep doing what you're doing. Belief in yourself, you'll grow that confidence and you'll be successful. That's really what I hope you got out of that. And, man, he is something special. I, I am so proud, not only as, you know, a friend, but as a cousin and a family member. Brandon is someone that I've looked up to, and, and I'm just so happy for his success. So I hope you enjoyed that interview. 
Thanks to Tyler Jones, everyone at the Studio Soapbox Network for all the things you do behind the scenes. Most importantly, thank you to our listener. Don't forget to rate us, review us, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate every five-star review. And also, don't forget, I'll be on Tyler Jones's podcast this week, the Jones Report. Be doing the uh, Coach Bo's Football Fix. We'll be getting that in on Thursday, so check that out. And check out all things Studio Soapbox this week. Until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Take care.